With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I am here to be your spiritual big sister, guiding you to self-empowerment through self-discovery. My goal with this podcast is to provide grounded and easy-to-understand self-development tools to support you on your spiritual journey. My purpose is to help you learn to love both your light and your shadow, and to empower you to start showing up as your best self by nourishing your soul and doing the inner work. I am so grateful you're here today, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I hope you've been having an amazing day so far and I'm so grateful you're here today for a very exciting episode. We're back with another guest episode today with one of my really great friends, Alyssa Volker. Alyssa is a content creator on TikTok, a positivity queen, and an amazing friend to me that I met through my TikTok community. She also works in digital marketing and we had an amazing conversation when we were recording we talked about being a spiritual person in a not very spiritual world we talked about perfectionism and imposter syndrome we also talked about how to take care of yourself through spiritual tools and also we got to hear a little bit about her manifestation journey her favorite things that she's manifested and we also talked a little bit about her personal evolution, and the things that have helped her along the way. So today's a very amazing, amazing episode, and I hope you enjoyed as much as I did when I was recording and chatting with her. And as always, feel free to DM me on Instagram. Tell me what you thought about the episode. Tell me what you're liking, episodes you want to see. And if you're feeling generous, leave a little review on iTunes. It helps me reach more people and expand this community. And I am so grateful for each and every one of you who have been tuning into the episodes and chatting with me on Instagram. So with no further ado, let's dive in. I hope you enjoy. All right. Hello, Alyssa. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You know, on the pod here, we love astrology or astrology fans, and I know you are too. So introduce yourself, share a little bit about you, and also tell us what's your sun, moon, and rising. Love that. Absolutely. Yes. We are big astrology fans here. So hi, everyone. I'm Alyssa. I am I am basically a friend of Carolina's. We connected on TikTok. And actually, this is a full circle moment because she was one of the few creators to inspire me to start stepping onto TikTok and being a content creator. So this is a super cool full circle moment. I came across Carolina's TikTok back in 2020 during lockdown and she inspired me. I mean, obviously we connected on all things astrology and spirituality, but she inspired me to start creating content. So I and based out of Los Angeles, and I create content for fun. And 
I am a, so I'm a Gemini sun, Virgo rising, Pisces moon. So I always joke that my Virgo rising and Pisces moon keeps my Gemini in check. I love it. I love the combination of all the elements. I'm the same. The only difference is that you have air and I have fire, but the combination of the elements helps keep the balance for sure. And it really is a full circle moment. And it's so funny. I remember you made this really amazing video on TikTok and it came up on my For You page. And I was like, yes, I love this girl's energy. And I made like a similar version and I tagged you. And then we started talking and then we became friends. And I'm so grateful to have you in my life. You are such an amazing creator and just like your energy is always unmatched. So (laughs) tell me a little bit about your goal with your content creation and like the message that you want to spread through your content. And then also tell us a little bit about what you do for work. Yeah, awesome. All great. Yeah, I remember that moment when um, I had this weird random urge to post this video and it was like it was it was like definitely like spiritual concepts like you know vibing so high that toxic people can't reach you and then I remember when Carolina recreated it I remember getting that notification I was like wait what like I've been following this girl for a year like she recreated it like what the heck and it's just an amazing like life lesson that life will always connect you with the people that you're meant to be with you know when you resonate on the same wavelength like so yeah so super happy we found each other we have a great dynamic and our fire and air is definitely a dangerous duo together so um but yeah so basically the whole intention behind my content creation journey is back when I was getting through self-development and really diving deep and learning about these deep spiritual concepts of inner child healing and all that a lot of a big concept was going back to the roots on what you used to love to do as a kid And when I was a kid, I was definitely the type that was like grown up on YouTube, like the first wave of like content creation or content consumption. And I just remember sitting after school watching funny YouTube videos or taking photo booth photos and turning them into iMovie. And (laughs) (laughs) it was like embarrassing, all those embarrassing stuff, all the above. Um, But seriously, like that stuff brought me so much joy. And later that, turned into a passion for photography, but um, I kind of lost that in my adult life. And I always found myself like scrolling on social media for hours and scrolling and scrolling. And one day it just kind of hit me like, I'm so sick of like consuming and not creating. Like there's no reason why if I feel called to do this, that I shouldn't. And so basically the whole intention behind my content creation and TikTok is of course positivity, but also mainly to inspire others like, you know, anybody, you know, we're all creators in a sense, anybody can step into the social media space and create and spread whatever message you want to spread, whether it's on spirituality, whether if it's on, I don't know, uh, Bitcoin, I I ended up on Bitcoin TikTok once. (laughs) But we're all creators in a sense. And um, if I can just remind people of our power, you know, that we all have as individuals and to step into their power and their most authentic self, then, you know, I'm doing my job, whether it's one funny TikTok or, you know, being on here today on the podcast. So yeah, that's my, that's my mission. Um, Yeah. I love that so much. And before you tell us about your work too, I just want to say it's so funny because it's the exact same for me. Like when I, and it kind of, for me, it happened 
organically. And as I look back, I'm like, wow, I'm really reconnecting to my inner child because when I was little, I used to do the same thing. Like I, first of all, I used to love like watching like makeup videos and like bloggers on YouTube way long ago. But I used to make these like little like dancing videos on photo booth and like make music <laughs> videos on iMovie and it was my jam. And then I went into photography too and like started channeling it through photography and eventually videography. So very similar path. Oh my, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally similar. And um, I, I feel like, you know, it was so that was before the wave of when social media was mixed with business and things. And I, and I feel like it kind of happened when we, you get so caught up with, you know, college and school and, you know, giving yourself to the external world that you forget that personal passion. So I'm just so happy that we're both tapping back into that because that's what we should be doing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And when we're young, that's what like our true essence is. Like when we're really little children and even like young teens, I feel like our soul is most expressed. And yeah, as we grow older and we tap into these notions of like what we should do or what we have to do to be accepted and whatnot, it kind of disconnects us from our like natural instincts and passions. So, so awesome that yeah. we're both doing that and tapping into that inner child. So I love it. And yeah. tell us a little bit more about work because I know for you, as you started channeling this creative side, It was kind of how you started manifesting your current job. So tell us a little bit about that too. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I work full time. So I do have a nine to five. Um, I um, work in digital marketing, um, especially in like content strategy. So it's interesting enough that I love content creation because in my full time job, I'm working on the business side. So I'm really learning great, you know, great understandings of what it makes a partnership and that knowledge is very useful in the content creation world because I feel like that's the hardest part of the content creation world is the business aspect so Mm -hmm. um you know yeah so I'm currently working nine to five but actually the story behind my TikTok is I actually was let go of my full-time job back in April and it was one of the scariest moments that have ever happened to me in my life because with my Virgo placements I'm such a planner and for the first time in my life Mm -hmm. I didn't have a plan so you know that was just like a very challenging time to kind of navigate and I'm like okay it's COVID so many people are getting let go of their jobs and having life transitions like there has to be other people that are feeling this way so I started creating these fun videos on TikTok literally just me dancing around my house like didn't really think much of it but all the advice in these videos is what I needed at that time, what I really needed to hear most that day. So it was interesting that it was like, I was creating it for me, but for others. Um, And um, clearly it resonated with people, you know, going through the same thing. And um, a lot of them, you know, attraction caught attention. And um, through that, I started having job opportunities just naturally, it was like a domino effect. It was like, I was stepping in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing, what I'm supposed to be, and it's just amazing how, you know, all these opportunities came out of nowhere. So I'm, I actually am working full time at a new company. It basically was the promotion that I've been like looking for. And, um, you know, I told myself if I ever go back to the nine to five corporate world, you know, it needs to be like a remote opportunity it has to be at X amount of salary. And it's crazy how that just naturally fell in my lap. It's like, 
something higher was like, here you go. Like, and then, um, and then on the side, um, I'm working with a lot of brands here based in Los Angeles, helping them build out their TikTok, and then while all also balancing my stuff. So basically, as I'm a Gemini, I'm all over the place. But it's just amazing how that has just all come from TikTok, and that's why I'm here today. Yes, yes. Honestly, TikTok is such an amazing platform. And if it wasn't for TikTok, I also would not have like experienced so many of the things that I have experienced in this past year and a half. But it's so cool. I can totally relate with my Gemini Venus, like wanting to do a lot at the same time and wanting that stimulation, which is so great. And that's just so cool because I really believe that when you get in alignment with a frequency that resonates internally and that makes you happy and that makes you fulfilled and makes you feel creative, you start attracting everything you want. Like you put yourself in alignment with the energy of what you want to attract. And the clearer you get, like, yeah, I want this salary. I want this type of work. I want this type of company. I want a promotion. I want it to be digital. It comes your way. You don't have to seek it out. It just is attracted to you like a magnet. So in essence of all of this, let's talk a little bit about manifestation because we're both manifestation girls. And I want to hear about your favorite things that you've manifested, you know, aside from this job, like your experience of spirituality and just your journey as you started learning about it and manifestation also? That's a great question. Um, Yeah, because it's funny, before I get into some of the favorite things that I've manifested, I feel like, you know, obviously manifestation has become super popular. I, I can't go a day without hearing like, just manifest that or, oh, you'll manifest that. And even I'm at guilt, you know, giving advice to my friends. I'm like, well, you just need to manifest manifest clear and I feel like that word is just thrown around like oh just manifest it like or I've been manifesting really hard recently and I feel like there's a lot of common misconceptions with that because it's like we're going to be manifesting regardless like whether we're in like intentionally setting it or not like we're always going to be manifesting and so um you know I think the reminder with that is when we say like, oh, like these are the favorite things I've manifested. It's really just like a reminder of like, you are always in control and you're always a co-creator and anything that's happening on the external is just like a reflection of what's going on. So like to your point earlier, once I changed like my frequency by doing something that I loved, it's amazing how it was like a domino effect of everything else kind of landed into place. So wanted to (laughs) preface that. Um, But yes, one of the, um, I'd say one of the favorite, so I have about three, um, and we already touched on my favorite things that I manifested is the, the job opportunities, but um, definitely, interestingly enough, um, I, one of the favorite things I manifested, I didn't even realize I was manifesting at the time, because this is before my spiritual journey, but I have just gotten out of a high school relationship, I was in college, and it was just like your classic high school relationship fallout in college, breakup, um, different schools, all that. And I was just so like discouraged that I was like, I'm never going to find love. I'm never going to like find another boyfriend again. But little did I know, I'm like, you're 18 years old. <laughs> you will be fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> um, I remember one day I was just so caught up in emotions that I opened up a journal and that was probably the first time that I've journaled in I don't know how long. And I basically wrote down 
the qualities of like what my dream soulmate would be or what my dream guy would be. And that, this was before I was into spirituality or knew anything about law of attraction. And I remember it was like basically everything that I was like hurt and broken from from the past of previous relationships I just wrote down on what I'm looking for I was not looking to you know find anyone new after that I like closed the page that's it put the journal away and I kid you not a week later I was out at a college party and I had a amazing conversation with this guy on a rooftop and we actually were talking about spirituality and like what that means to us and um that was like one of the bullet points in my list like that he had like faith and a spiritual connection um and anyways long story short every single quality on that notebook was in this person and that's still the person that I'm like dating to this day and like all the qualities have came true but it's just amazing how that like landed into my life without even like realizing what I was doing (laughs) that's incredible and the funny thing is that the same exact thing happened to me like I wrote down the qualities that I wanted in a boyfriend and then I manifested my current boyfriend who has all those qualities and it just reinforces the fact that writing things down has so much power like it can seem silly but it really is so powerful and people overlook it so much but you are so right too in what you were saying that we are always manifesting every single thing in our life we manifested whether we did it consciously or not we're always subconsciously manifesting everything we create comes out of our subconscious mind and our beliefs. So I really love that you mentioned that too, because I can think back to maybe two years ago or less, people were not throwing the word manifest around. Like it just wasn't a thing. And now it so is. So that's amazing though. Yeah. That's so cool that we had the similar background. Bumble should hire us or something. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. Be like, tips to manifest a partner. Yeah, (laughs) that's so amazing. But yeah, especially when you have that detachment towards it, but you also have like that amount of emotion towards it. Um, It's crazy how it just falls into place. Yeah, that's amazing that you had the same thing happen to you. The same thing. And I don't think we had talked about this. So it's the first time I'm hearing it too. Oh my gosh. Well, well, they'll, they'll just have to meet someday and we'll be like, yep, we... We created this. <laughs> we did. We did some manifesting, you know. We planted seeds in our mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. it. They have to meet. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, and then the last thing that um, was one of the favorite things I manifest is um, actually the move out to Los Angeles and my current apartment and living situation. Um, so I know that I've always wanted to be out here in Los Angeles. It, it's just always been the goal. So that's always been clear, but I was having a really hard time after post-grad, like finding a job out here, getting out here. And there's just like a lot of blocks to get me to the next step. And so what I would do is I would come out here like any weekend. Cause I was living back home in Las Vegas at the time, which is like a four or five hour drive from LA. And every weekend that I could, I would drive out to LA and drive around the different neighborhoods and pretend that like I was driving to work or I was driving to my local grocery store. Um, and I almost was forcing it too hard because I was just wanting to be out here so bad, but no jobs were really working out or anything. And mm-hmm. It wasn't until I stopped obsessing over the move to Los Angeles that 
you know, I started having those job opportunities and, you know, calls to alignment to move there. And um, it actually, though, the craziest part of the whole manifestation of moving to LA was my current living situation because I, the whole, my whole process was I needed to get a job, then make the move. And then I'd figure out rooming situation and all that, as you are probably very aware going through right now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, just moving to New York. And I remember I wrote down in my journal and I was like, you know, I want to live in an area that's clean. I want to live in an area where I have an amazing balanced relationship with my roommates. Like I, I even wrote like specifically like what area and, and it's crazy because I, I made that move. I made that move out here and every little detail came true. And I remember we were touring this place that I'm currently in, the one that's in all my TikToks. And I was like, this is the only place I could see myself in, but it was completely out of budget at the time. Um, uh-huh. And I remember my roommates and I, we were like, we don't know how we're going to do this. Like we, it's totally out of budget. And it was only me and one other girl at the time. And then one of our, uh, so the unit that we couldn't like that was just out of budget was only a two bedroom, one bathroom. And it was completely out of budget. And um, that's that, like we continued our touring and then a um, couple months go by and the same unit opens up, but at the top unit, we didn't even know there was a top unit and it was a three bedroom, two bathroom. And my third, our third friend from college realized like, okay, I want to be moving out of my parents' house. Like this timeline works for me. And it all just kind of landed. And it's funny because I remember I would not give this place up and I like changed my roommate's names, like address contact to this, to this contact. And I remember I went into my contact card on my iPhone and I like updated like my billing information, all my credit cards, like, like in, cause I was like, so certain. I'm like, we have to get this. We're going to get this. And um, yeah, lo and behold, we are here and it all worked out. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that story so much. And just, I love that you did that, like that you planted those seeds and like changing the contact names, like doing that, like being like the law of assumption, right? Which is like assuming that it's already going to happen, like assuming that it's coming your way, assuming that it's already the case. First of all, love that. And then also it reinforces what we were talking about the other day, which is when you stop putting any manifestation on a pedestal, like when you trust the universe, like that's the most important step, the surrendering. And it's the most difficult um, in that it's so important to show the universe that you really want it. Like you were saying, like going and touring and going to LA and pretending you live there. But the moment that you're like, okay, I'm going to stop like trying to make it happen myself. I'm going to let it come to me. Not even, and I don't think you even did that. Like, I don't know if you did it intentionally, like, okay, I'm just going to stop but maybe it just happened naturally. And then when that happens naturally, it's when the universe comes through. It's like, boom, boom, here's your job. Here's a job. Here's an apartment. Like it all flows. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. It's like, we think so much like what we're trying to manifest is like bigger than us and greater than us, but it's not, it's, it's, you know, it's just a, it's a cofactor of you or if it's it's you co-creating that and yeah, what you're trying to manifest or anything is never greater than you. And Yeah, it's funny how once you take it off that pedestal, it just naturally blossoms in your life. Exactly. And it's kind of like if you're ordering something on Amazon and you go and you place your order, like, you know, it's going to come. Like, you're not all the time going and checking the website and being like, wait, but like, did I press enter? Wait, like Amazon not going to deliver my order or something wrong? Like, 
you just know it's coming so developing the same attitude being like here's my order here's what I want it's clear that I want it okay I trust you to bring it and actually trusting yeah and I mean of course it's easier said than done so that's why it's like so important to you know have those spiritual practices and faith and belief just in your day-to-day life um because because you know if we were just sitting around waiting all day (laughs) for manifestation arrive that kind of like puts out like we're desperate for it and we're coming from a place of lack and not like we're already whole without it so um that's why it's you know it's easier said than done of course I know when people say like let go like that's like the hardest part but you know that's why you have your your spiritual practices every day to remind you to hold the faith and to keep it yes and speaking of that tell me a little bit about what are your favorite spiritual practices oh oh well I I like your daily ones that you do oh wow like I feel like there's so many but this like this has inspired me because I just like listened to your episode of (laughs) your favorite spiritual practices so it's like fresh in my mind but um my current favorite I'll start with my current my current favorite has been um because obviously I feel like I'm in the time of abundance right now with a lot of job opportunities and a lot of exciting exciting things and it's very easy to start to live your life on autopilot it's very easy to see your to-do list see your checklist and say okay I need to journal like I'll do that okay I need to do this I'll do that and um before you know it you're just you're kind of just living your day onto the next greatest thing. And that's been like my biggest hurdle. So my favorite current spiritual practice is intention segmenting. So before, you know, going into your first call of the day or, you know, breaking up your day into little bits and like taking a step back and practicing that stillness and presence, like, okay, what is my intention into going into this call? Like, what is my intention for going into this pod with Carolina today? What is my intention for, going to this workout class that I really don't want to go to, but I know it's going to nourish my soul and body. What is my intention behind? Okay. I'm going to journal for, you know, five minutes before bed, but what is the actual, like, what am I, am I trying to release emotions? Am I trying to check in on my inner self? Like, um, so that has been my current and most favorite is the intention segmenting. Yes. I love that. And I honestly don't do it enough. I do try to do it a lot when I'm eating, like, being like, oh, this food is going to nourish my body. And like, I love this food or like, I'm grateful for this food. But doing it throughout your day just, I think, fills it with a sense of purpose and a sense of gratitude at every moment. So I'm going to start doing that. You inspired me. I love that. My favorite is gratitude. Just like writing out gratitudes and like being in that constant state of thankfulness and just knowing your blessings because there's always something to be grateful for. Even if that something is like, I'm grateful it didn't rain today, or I'm grateful I drank water. Like there's always something, but the power of intention is so, so huge. So I love that a lot. And tell me a little bit also about how you started your spiritual journey and like, what was the starting moment and how has it evolved from that day or time until today? Yeah, great question. Um, so, uh, yeah, my spiritual journey, I feel like a lot of people may be able to resonate with this, but I was born into like a super Catholic family. I went to Catholic school my entire life. Um, 
from the age of five to 18. The first time I wasn't at a Catholic school is when I went off to college and I chose that college. Um, and, you know, I've always had like a faith and something higher than us. I have always believed that there is a higher power working out for the good of us. Um, but I never really got to experience that for myself. Like, what does that mean for Alyssa? Like I you know, was taught all these spiritual principles and testaments and Bible stories and which were all great, but like, I never really applied it to my life. Like, and um, it wasn't until, and I know we have a similar story on this, but it wasn't until honestly, after it was like senior year of college or right when I finished college. And I realized that you know, I, it sounds kind of sad, but I realized that I kind of lost like my purpose and my passions in life. I've just been living my life. Like, you know, you graduate college or sorry, you graduate high school, you go to college, you go to college, you go through freshman year, you go through sophomore year, senior year, the next classes, and then you apply for jobs. And I remember I was at the standstill and I was like, oh my gosh, like I have just been go, go, go living life on autopilot, going out, partying, going to classes, like I haven't been practicing anything for Alyssa, I have been living my life for everything and everyone else around me. And like that sort of emptiness kind of forced me to kind of draw back in and reflect and um, figure out like what my beliefs and what my values are. And I remember my boyfriend's sister, like sent me a text one day and was like, you need to watch all these YouTubers that are talking about this thing called law of attraction. And I was like, whoa, like, what's that? And I've always been known as like the astrology girl uh, by my friends, um, <laughs> which I, I, know, I know you definitely relate to. Um, and so they were like, you are going to be obsessed with this. So I was like, okay. And I remember I was like kind of delving into the law of attraction manifestation. And I was like, this makes so much sense. Like this just makes so much sense. And then it's like a snowball effect. You know, once I started delving into law of attraction, then I started learning about inner child healing. And then I started learning about X, Y, and Z. And um, honestly, I used to consider myself like a very extroverted person. Like I was, I always had millions of friends. I was always going to the next big concert or event or anything, but I really took this time to just be there for myself and learn like what it is and what areas in my life do I need growth in? What areas are traumatic events or you know, really painful events that I needed support that I didn't give to myself then. And so I basically um, went very introverted. And I think this happened around the same time frame too. And it, definitely COVID sped that up even more because I feel like everyone, you know, spent more time with themselves and in, in intro introspection. And that's really how it all came to, that's how it all really came to be. Once I just started to realize like, okay, I kind of have this empty emptiness why am I having this emptiness and really just be there for myself and show up for myself? Like, um, okay, this is where you're needing some growth and love in your life. Yes. Yes. And as I was listening to you, I was just like feeling a warming in my heart because I just think it's so amazing how the universe, like nothing is a coincidence and the universe brings people in your life that mirror back to you yourself and your experiences and things like that and like I see myself so much in your story as well because they are very similar and I think we are very similar people and like in our essence and the things we care about and our passions and it's just so cool because for me it also started with the law of attraction and I think after that it just kind of is this domino effect and it's really about 
being ready and being prepared to learn and to grow and like wanting that because I think if you don't want it it's so easy to like look at all these things and try to come up with reasons why they're wrong or why they're not true or whatever but yeah it's just so awesome how it's kind of this domino effect like when you start learning about law of attraction you start learning about manifestation and then when you start learning about that you start learning about your subconscious mind and then you start learning about your inner child and then you weave that in with everything else and you start reading more books and listening to more things and it just becomes this like wealth of knowledge that fuels so much inner work too and same here with me I used to be so extroverted I still am kind of extroverted but I would consider myself an extroverted introvert because before I used to just like go 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 yeah like be surrounded by people always be doing something always be like around events and things that involved a lot of others and I wasn't taking time for myself and now that time is just so important like I value it so much more than I ever have and I think once you start doing the inner work it naturally evolves to that oh my gosh I I couldn't agree more it's like when you give that time to yourself and set those boundaries and can show up for yourself and give yourself that nurturing and love. Like it's almost like you get a trust in yourself. Cause you know, like no matter what happens to you on the external, like internally, like you got, you got yourself like, okay. Like if something bad happens that is totally out of our control, it's only, it's always in your control because it's how you let it affect you. And, you know, it's, and it's okay to, you know, get upset and experience bad emotions. That's why we're human. That's why we're on this planet. But also at the same time, it's like, if so-and-so thinks everything that you and I believe in is not real, like that's just, that's just their opinion and that's theirs. And, but for us, you know, we don't let it affect us. I mean, that's just like a silly example, but I know it's amazing how we lived our lives from giving everything to everyone else. But now here at this point, we're like showing up for ourselves. And I think it's beautiful. I loved how you touched on how, you know, we're all just mirrors to one another. We just like reflect off what we, what we see in others is what we see in ourselves. And, you know, what are the chances that, you know, we're living in opposite ends of the world, but when we connect, it's just like immediate friends. Like it feels like family, like it is cliches. That is, it's just like, it's like you see me, I see you. I just get you. (laughs) Yeah. It's like soul friends, literally. Mm -hmm. And what you were saying is so true that, when we feel intense emotions, it can be our instinct to just not want to feel them and want to be like avoiding them and pushing them away. And something that I learned throughout my spiritual journey that I never had learned before. And as a Cancer moon, it's been really important for me. And I'm sure you as a watery moon too, like so key is just feeling your feelings. Like it doesn't mean you have to attach to them or make them a part of your identity or victimize, but allowing yourself to feel them doesn't mean that you do that it allows you to release them when you feel fully through them when you journal about it when you cry or whatever it is and I think people don't realize that also what you were saying about if other people don't believe in these things it's their choice and we can choose to like try to defend it and try to prove it or just be like you'll have your awakening when it's time be it in this lifetime or in another lifetime but in essence of that and something we had been talking about before is like living as a spiritual person in a not very spiritual world so what has your experience been with that and what are your thoughts around it oh my gosh 
Yes, I love this topic, um, especially with us, you know, you're about to start your full-time job. And obviously when you're working and you're in an environment that's so go, go, go with a lot of noise. And especially when you're working a full-time job, you know, you can't just leave your meeting and go and go in the bathroom and start meditating or you can't, I mean, you could, but, um, <laughs> you know, we're also so human on this world, you know, as much as it would be amazing that we all just could live our life and just meditate all day long and talk about astrology. We were put on this earth to be human and we're meant to integrate into society. And I know we've talked about this on the phone before, but even on TikTok, for some reason, you know, I ended up on anti nine to five TikTok on my, <laughs> on my For You page. And I feel like it's something that's like, especially if you are on spiritual TikTok or you believe in these things, it's like so ingrained in us that you can't be spiritual and in a full-time job, or you can't be spiritual and, you know, run a business or you can't be spiritual. And like, it, it puts you into this mold of what spiritual people look like. And that's, in fact, that's the opposite of what everything is we believe in. It's like integrating these practices and these beliefs into the world, because at the end of the day, we all are just a light that just paves that way. And by having, you know, for instance, this is like um, one of my favorite stories or something that I saw on TikTok. And it was about, you know, like people that are like starseeds or light workers. Life may put us in an organization or in a company to kind of shake things up, or they may put us in an opportunity to see things that other people may not um, because we come from like a spiritual sense. And um, and I think that's that's important because I feel like when you have this faith and you just, you know, have this trust, you see the world a little differently than people and your voice needs to be heard and your perspectives need to be heard. So, um, and even if whoever is listening to this, even if they're spiritual and they just feel so out of alignment in their daily life, you know, maybe they're living at home with parents that aren't really spiritual, or maybe they're in a job that just totally feels out of alignment for them, or maybe they're in an environment that doesn't serve for your best self. It's like, you need to be in an environment that doesn't fit you in order to apply these spiritual concepts and to really step in your power and be rooted in your power. Like, this is who I am. This is what I don't want. So I'm going to try and find what I do want. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You said so many important things. And I think the first that comes to mind that I resonate with is what you were saying in the sense that for us who are very spiritual and who are star seeds and light workers and who have this like energy about us, we are able to have a kinder outlook on life. And we are able to learn about the fact that we are all human and it allows us to have compassion for the fact that everyone's on a different journey and compassion for ourselves and knowing that we have the power. If we're unhappy with the way our life is right now, we have the power to change things up for us as well. And I do think that some of us are meant to be, you know, in a life nine to five and like there is nothing wrong with being in a corporate job or working for a big company or whatever it may be, as long as it makes you happy, as long as it's coming from a place of like, this fulfills me and this is why I do it. No, I'm doing this because everyone else is doing it or I'm doing this because I'm supposed to do this, but actually tuning into like, your truth and your heart and holding that always so that you can realize when you're out of alignment and adjust as you go. But it's a process. It's not like, boom, like I know exactly what I'm supposed to do and all the things I have to do. It's kind of like slow 
And that's why having compassion for ourselves is so important too in that process. Yeah. And yeah, just like you said, like, you know, just trust in the timing of where you're at and where you're meant to be. And I feel like it's not talked about enough, like sustainable change or just gradual change. And I know this is something that you and I have been talking about a lot with so much changing with your whole environment, moving to New York, starting your job, a lot changing on my end with all these job opportunities. And it's like, you know, we should celebrate sustainable growth and gradual growth. And it's okay at the current time. I feel like social media and TikTok really promotes, you know, like if you're a spiritual person, you need to be off the grid, grow your own garden, have your own vegetables, don't work a corporate job. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's such a stigma against gradual growth out of your environment and right where you're at, you know, whoever is listening to this, whatever the next goal that you're trying to get to or the next level or the next thing that you are trying to quote unquote manifest, um, really just the timing that you're at right now, you're there for reason, you're there for lesson. And like you, once you have that trust and almost like you said earlier, like you have that gratitude for it, then that's when the things start to change. And that's when the things because you just stop looking externally and you like look back internally, which we were talking about earlier. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like, I do think that spiritual TikTok has so many great benefits. I learned so much about spirituality from TikTok. Oh yeah. But I also agree in the sense that it's everyone's life is going to look different and everyone's way mm-hmm. to connect with spirituality is going to be different. And that's why also I'm always rooted in the fact that to me, spirituality is just, your connection to yourself, your connection to the universe, you're connected to something bigger and that co-creative process in between you and the universe and your relationship with you and others and all of that. But it all ties back to your own power. And that change is the only constant. So even if you drop everything and you change something drastically in your life, you're still going to keep changing. And like at one point, that's going to become the norm. And then it's going to be another change. And (laughs) kind of being okay with that knowing that it's gradual and knowing that it's just a process of evolution and with my airy ascendancies it can be kind of hard sometimes because I'm always thinking of the next thing but so important to like ground and embrace like that just energy of gratitude and like patience for the process of life and the process of like knowing that that next change like you're saying like the next thing you're trying to do the next thing you're trying to reach it's going to come in your own timing. And for us who like study a lot of astrology, I feel like it's a huge kind of reminder of that because when you study the stars and when you look at your own chart and the chart of the current times in comparison to yours, it's very clear that every single transit happening in the sky is going to affect everyone differently because your own natal chart is different. So you know that like the ways that everything's in alignment is naturally going to be different and I feel like I struggle with comparison a lot and looking at other people's timelines and being like am I behind or am I doing the wrong thing or whatever but it's been a process of reminding myself of you're right where you're meant to be like everything is where it should be and as it should be right now and there's nothing you need to be changing so yeah and on that topic of comparison because I feel like it's so easy to live in a world of comparison, because it's, you know, you can log on your phone and see anyone from anywhere in the world and see all these new perspectives and ways that they're living their life and, and everything. But it's interesting, because one thing that has really helped me with comparison, because I know you and I both, we have our very, like, perfectionist personalities, and we're always trying to achieve the next big thing. And 
one thing that has been really helpful with comparison is I tell myself com comparison is actually miscommunication. Um, it's miscommunication to what you want for yourself. So when you get that feeling of you're like, oh, like that girl, like she's like living her best life. Like I want to like, you know, have a life like that. It's like, it's really like, no, it's not that you're lesser and it's not that she has more. It's more so it's miscommunication that that should be showing you like, like that's the indicator of what you want for yourself. And that's the indicator of like, how can you, you know, be more alignment to get to that, you know, state. And that it's like more so showing you like a vision board of what you want. So that's like something yes. that kind of like has helped shift that perspective. A hundred percent. And like, basically what you're saying is looking at it from a perspective of abundance and not lack or like having an abundance mindset. So when you look at someone else, it's not like, oh, she already has it, which means there's less for me. It's just, yeah. oh, she or he already have this or have this. And it inspires me to want that for myself too. And I know I can have that too, because the world is a limitless universe and I'm a limitless being and I can have whatever I want. Yeah. And it's so true. It's like when you are in that state of lack, like, you know, the joke of like, when you're single, all your friends are in a relationship or when you're in a relationship, like all your friends are single. And it's like, when you, when you're at that lens of lack, you're always going to be shown opposite to you of like what you're wanting or desiring. And um, if you shift it, the yes. perspective of, you know, like if they can have that, like you can have that too. It's not that you can't, it's not there for you. And especially back to the topic of like, you know, stepping into your power and stepping into your power as a co-creator um, that I feel like, for example, like when I wanted to start posting on TikTok, I was like, oh, there's already so many people on TikTok. Does, do they really need another girl living in Los Angeles <laughs> posting on TikTok? They probably don't, but it's only oversaturated. Your dreams and your goals are only feel oversaturated because it's like what you're focusing on and what you are truly desiring. But it's not oversaturated whatever you're trying to do or step into your power on because it's like you have your unique essence and your unique voice and there's not one two of the same person and kind of like back to that note too <laughs> yes 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 exactly exactly that is so true and I think that what you were saying is also so interesting about the relationships that will just like click something for me like the, the people who like are in that situation when like they're single and everyone around them has a relationship the longer they stay in the mindset of I'm a victim in yeah. a sense of like why universe like why world am I the only one that's single like all I want is a relationship and everyone else has it but me it's not gonna come but the no. minute that you're like that's possible for me too. Like, look at all this opportunity. There's so many people out there. The world is limitless. Like there's a million people out there or whatever. Like so many people that I could date, you start attracting. Or like the moment you start being yeah. happy for the people who are in relationships, the moment you start attracting more people who could be a potential partner. And that applies for everything. And yeah. it's just so true that that shift in perspective is game-changing. <laughs> You touched on perfectionism. So I want to talk a little bit about that too. And oh, yes. your experience with it is definitely something I've grown from and am healing from. And I do want to make a full podcast episode devoted to it because it's such an important topic, I feel. So tell me a little bit about that for you and how that plays out. Yeah. Oh, huge topic, especially um, 
I joke about like my Virgo rising and my Virgo Mars and all my earth sign placements that that's the reason why I have my perfectionist problems. But no, um, it's interesting. I never really considered myself a perfectionist until it was my first full-time job I've ever had. And I've you know, never had to work in an environment where I have a manager and coworkers. And I remember I would show up to like my one-on-ones with my manager. And before the meeting would even start, I would just start rambling on like how I can improve and how I can be better and what I messed up on on this week. And like before I even let my manager speak. And I remember he, my manager said to me, he's like, are you a perfectionist? (laughs) Because I wasn't even going to give you any of that feedback today. You basically ran this whole meeting, I guess. So, um, and that's when it kind of clicked for me because I always told myself this narrative of like, oh, I'm a, I'm like a lazy person or I'm a messy person or I like these narratives, like I don't plan and all these things. Um, And, but I realized like that was, it's like kind of counter, it's like kind of, what is the word, like kind of kind of contradictory because as I was not hitting my belief of what I thought was perfect, I immediately just told myself, I'm not good enough and I'm not this and I'm this, this and this. And um, it really started like, once you start to realize like the narrative and the story that you tell yourself in your head um, and kind of detach from that and be like, I am not that story. Like whatever I say, like even critiquing myself, I am not that, like that's just like the thoughts in my head. And we do that as a way to protect yourself. And um, yeah, it was through a lot of reflection, a lot of realizing, but that was like one of the moments that it clicked to me, like, whoa, maybe I am a little bit of a perfectionist. And um, I started to notice um, a lot of the reason why I would procrastinate or procrastinate on projects and procrastinate is because of perfectionism. And I feel like (laughs) I feel like like, huge signposts of perfectionism for me, too. Yeah, it's like. I feel like procrastination is always like thought of as lazy, but it's really like a lot of perfectionists are procrastinators because they have this like vision of like, I have to have the perfect time and the perfect feeling to do it, like perfect resources in order to do this. But it's like, so we get in this analysis paralysis um, to make any action. I feel like, you know, we all have those things on our to-do list of like, what if I just sent that one email or what if I did posted that one TikTok I've been really wanting to post or what if I did this and you just have to do it like yeah (laughs) not overthink and that's exactly for me too it's so funny because growing up I always called myself a perfectionist as like uh like positive like I mean I think being hardworking and all this great but like I always thought for being a perfectionist was something like everyone should strive to do Um, but I didn't know much about it. It was like when I was like in high school and like before that, as I've like gotten older and like during the pandemic, one day I was listening to this episode of a podcast and it was about perfectionism. And I was like, okay, let me listen. And I started learning about it. And just like the person who was like an expert in perfectionism was talking about some of the things that all perfectionists do. And as I'm listening, I'm like, oh my God, I never put two and two together, but it's so true. Like examples where you're saying like always feeling like I, whenever I would have a project or an essay or some big thing that was like, oh my gosh, I really want to do well on this. I would wait and wait and wait to start because I'm like, I need to have the perfect idea for it. Like I need the perfect idea for the essay or the perfect topic, or I have to do all this research first and all this stuff. 
And I would just delay it and delay it and delay it. And then what happens? You self-sabotage because you start late. And then because you like what the analysis paralysis happens, you start too late. And then when you start, you still work really hard, but usually you turn it in like one day or like really like close to the deadline. And then you feel like you didn't perform as well because you're like, you beat yourself up about it. Oh, I could have started earlier. Oh, I could have done this different. Oh, I could have done that different. La, 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 la. And then it becomes this like cycle. So when I first learned about it, I was like, I need to stop. Whenever I start noticing myself now, put something on a pedestal or just be like, I need this one thing to be perfect. And I notice myself waiting. I'm like, no, stop, just do it. Just start, even if you start imperfectly, because there's no such thing as perfection. And I actually am reading a book right now by Brene Brown called The Gifts of Imperfection, which I actually recommend a lot. But being imperfect is also what bonds people, Mm -hmm. right? Like everyone has something they struggle with and owning that and being vulnerable and like accepting that like you have flaws really helps you create connection with people too so I mean that's why we're you know we bond on so many things I feel like we could say we both bond on those imperfect moments and those imperfect times in our life and it would be so boring if we couldn't talk and relate on that stuff yeah and and it's interesting how you said you know when you are a perfectionist and you get an analysis paralysis and you wait until the last minute until it's like you have to do it yeah, that negative self-talk cycle. And it just feeds to that negative narrative where it's like at the point that you decide that you are not that negative narrative is when your whole world changes. And I also loved, you know, the point you touched on of like, you just have to get started. You just have to do. And that's something that has helped me is just embracing messy action um, and being okay to just kind of get started and and you know you can refine as you go no one will notice in the areas that you may have quote unquote messed up or wasn't perfect and that's something with tiktok that has really helped me i think it started with tiktok and now i'm noticing it in every way of my life but just to like post that video on your dress because you never know that could be the tiktok that changes your life and you know it's just been sitting there or you know maybe you make a TikTok and it completely flops and you took that messy action. Well, guess what? You did it and you're not going to be as scared for the next time and the next one. And that's just on the topic of TikTok. But I think we all can embrace messy action a little bit more in our lives. Yes, exactly. And also embrace being a learner, like Mm -hmm. not having to be an expert on everything, like embrace that you're learning as you go. and, And that the more you have that attitude, about learning as you go, the more you're going to do things that are uncomfortable. And that like, when you're a perfectionist, it's so easy to also feel like you can't like, you don't want to do things that you're not good at. Like, that's how I mean, what it comes to me also with my perfectionism, like, when I was younger, I would like start learning an instrument, for example, like start learning to play guitar or something. And I would not be very good at it. And then I wouldn't want to go to the next class or like try to play a sport and like not go to the lessons or like ballet or whatever, because I wasn't naturally good at it. Like my brother, for example, naturally so good at soccer, like always just like came, like was born with a ball in his foot. And I wasn't <laughs> like that. And I feel like that was ingrained in my mind. Like if you're not naturally good at something, like why bother? But 
everything I feel like that I have loved doing, I started doing it like just because I was like, I'm just going to do it. Just like even friends, sometimes like with the best friendships, you don't know really how it started because you just became friends. Like it just happens naturally and it evolves. So it's kind of this thing of what you were saying, embracing the messy action. I love that. And just embracing being a learner throughout life. Yeah. You're not messing up. You're just learning. I love that. Yes. Reframe that. We're not messing up. We're learning. (laughs) Yeah. Close off. I also would love to talk a little bit about, which I think has to do with perfectionism is imposter syndrome and just like how that can also hold us back in life and how to get through it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Imposter syndrome is a sneaky, sneaky little thing. I feel like because it, you would think imposter syndrome creeps up on you like when you're at your lowest in life, but it sneaks up on you typically when you're at like your peak or about to, you know, when everything's going right, that's when imposter syndrome sneaks in because, um, you know, all this good is happening and all this abundance is flowing. And this is actually, I'm so happy we're ending on this is because imposter syndrome has been real, real big this week of, you know, starting all these new jobs and opportunities. And I remember this week, I literally was like, I'm way too busy. I'm way spread too thin. Like, I can't be doing this. Like, I need to, like, not be doing all these jobs and opportunities. And I totally psyched myself out from all the good that's going in my life and how I'm hitting these new heights of jobs and salary and, you know, new levels. And I'm completely, like, started to talk myself out of it. And then and then talking myself out of, like, why X, Y, and Z, why I can't be doing this, why I shouldn't. And almost coming from a place of unworthiness. And, but everyone else on the external is, like, you're like but you're killing it like this is your dream this is what you've been wanting and manifesting for for the last six months and it's here and it was interesting it was um I picked up my journal and it was it's been a while since like I've actually taken the time to journal and it's interesting how my whole imposter syndrome thing was how I don't have enough time but I haven't taken the time to sit down and journal and process this through and so I sat in my bed and I journaled right before bed and I put these thoughts on the paper and I realized that all of this was coming from imposter syndrome. And all of this was just like me trying to talk myself out of like all of the good that's happening in my life. Because I feel like when something is going super, super good in life, there's a lot of us that are like, okay, well, when is the bad going to show? Or what, when is, when am I going to see this through? But that doesn't, that that's only going to happen if you keep feeding that narrative. Yes, 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 yes. I've also struggled with imposter syndrome and I agree. And I think it's so important that you mentioned when your things are going really well, like when you're killing it is when it comes in and it is so sneaky because you don't realize it at first, but it's that thing. It's just like being like, wait a minute. It's like listening. It's almost like that inner mean girl voice. It's like, well, but who are you to be posting motivational content on TikTok? Oh, but who are you to coach other people oh who are you to do whatever like exit is like who are you to do this thing which is usually like what you're doing already so well it's like you are you like you don't need anything else to justify the fact that you're qualified and amazing at it 
like it kind of goes back to that like egoic thinking of being like well but I need this title or I need to have this type of background or I need to look like this or I need to whatever dress like this or I need to have gotten these grades in college whatever it must be to be worthy to be qualified to be great to be like successful and deep down it just comes again to reconnecting to your power and journaling and being like wait I'm a boss bitch I'm capable (laughs) of whatever I want and like I don't need no no one else to tell me that I am qualified because I think it comes a lot of that like need for external validation like I don't know like giving it that to yourself giving yourself the validation and it really is sneaky but I again think it comes back to this consistent growth and consistent reminder that you're learning and that it's okay like even if you are learning right now like you only need to be a few steps ahead of like someone else to be able to give them useful information or to help them you don't have to have it all figured out but there's always someone that could learn from you and from your story and your knowledge and anything you have to share even the people that you know even your biggest role model or even people that are Olympians and Nobel Prize winners, like they're learning too. They're just figuring out like, like we're all just honestly winging it. <laughs> so exactly. We're all winging it. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, and we need to have compassion and grace for that. For definitely. Sure. And definitely. And I, and you know, in these moments of imposter syndrome and perfectionism, that's where it's most important when spirituality and these faith and these tools come into play because it's like you can self-soothe like you don't have to once you're feeling that kind of weird emotion you don't have to run for advice externally or run run to distract yourself from it it's like that's where everything that we talked about and we believe in and do in our daily life these tools can help us self-soothe from these feelings and and these feelings never gonna never are guaranteed to go away like they're always there and like my favorite thing is you always says you always say is it's a journey like it's a it's a full-on journey and once you're more at peace with that you know feels it feels good (laughs) once you're at peace with the fact that you are work in progress for the whole like lifespan of your life is the moment you like tap into that self-acceptance and self-love and embracing whatever comes so on that note I want to thank you so much for coming on the pod today it's been so amazing talking about all these things and I always feel like we can talk for hours and hours on end (laughs) but I hope that you enjoyed coming on the pod and plug yourself tell the listeners where they can find you and follow you and see your amazing content Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I honestly feel so light and enlightened to carry on the rest of my day and the rest of my week. So um, you and I could talk for hours. So it's honestly great that we (laughs) have the pod to use this as a place to do so. So um, yeah. So thank you everyone for listening today. Feel free to follow me on my TikTok at Alyssa.Volker. And thank you so much for having me today. Yay. Thank you so much. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. All right, you guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Alyssa is truly a light. Remember to check her out at Alyssa.Volker on TikTok. She makes amazing content and always fills up my day with positivity. Just being your friend is such a blessing. So 
I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. As a reminder, make sure to share this on your story. If you enjoyed the episode, tag Alyssa and I. And also DM me if you enjoyed the episode and let me know your takeaways. And if there's anything you want to see on the podcast in the coming weeks and months. And as always, I am so grateful for you. And I'm sending you so much love and light. Mwah. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.